sentence, so. What's that one? nobody like this. You ain't seen nobody like this. You hear my sound all over town singing. Good morning and welcome to uh, SA Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. Uh, sorry for my voice. Uh, was a uh, long, long day yesterday, <laughs> early morning. <laughs> uh, and then uh, for us, to, all three to do the show, uh, had to set the alarm clock early. Uh, we have Rafa. How are you? Uh, good. It's a little early. I've been enjoying enjoying the the hangover from yesterday. <laughs> you, you been you shopping for your 14th ring or yeah it's already out of hand so <laughs> i need to grow another hand royce welcome back it's it's been it's been a couple days it's been a while it's been a while how are y'all doing doing all right here how are how is things uh at the royce household at this uh point? it's been it's been nuts uh this weekend has been a crazy weekend um i've recently bought a truck in the last couple of days and that thank you and that set off a domino effect um that my wife and i had agreed if i buy the truck then she gets a new fridge and a new dinette set so <laughs> we have been um single-handedly trying to um jump the economy so you're welcome america well it's the economy that's not in trouble that's why inflation is it's high. called compromise well, People yeah, it's don't a, understand that. Yeah, no, it's the consumers <laughs> that are in trouble. That's correct. So yeah, yep. So we missed you on the last one here, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on Baloney and the signing of Jody uh, the Lamb. I know they played last. Uh, I think both of them played. Um, yeah, both last last night uh, for that here. But Royce, your thoughts on, on the new additions and and how you see them impacting uh, the roster. Well, back when I believed in the MLS, um, I was a Sounders fan. I supported the Sounders, so I'm very familiar with uh, Jordy DeLim and his uh, and his work. Um, he, I think he is a perfect match for this team. Um, and my dog just opened up the blinds by herself to look out the window, so it looks like somebody just shone brightly on me. Uh, but I was uh, he is a perfect profile player for this team um and kind of showed it yesterday with um you know an early an early yellow card already um so you <laughs> love to see to it that's correct uh was well, it wasn't welcome to usl it was him introducing himself to rgv because he knows that's a uh he was always kind of that way against the timbers as well so it's good to see he's still um he's still jordy to um <clears throat> but um nacho coming back nacho Nacho coming back is that's awesome. Um, another player that really fits the profile for this team, uh, him, um, you know, uh, subbing in for um, 
Collier or Dylan up front. Um, Collier, uh, 83rd minute. Perfect. Both. Right, right. That's who he came in for. I'm just saying yeah. in the future, oh, that's kind of, you know, he's also 6'4". He's also has a heck of a left foot that we all remember. Um, wicked one. And uh, I know he spent the last season or so, um, excuse me, in, in uh, was it Serbia? Um, or no, Croatia. 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 First division in Croatia. Um, yeah. Right. So uh, that was kind of a surprise get for him to come over. But he's a known entity and he's a known, very good player um, when he uh, for his time on SAFC. So you can't be anything other than excited about that signing. That's it's almost a perfect signing right there as as well as Jordy Delim. Uh, you think, you know, kind of quarter season through mid-season signings are probably going to be, uh, you know, kind of, I don't want to say bottom of the barrel, but you're getting a little desperate with their signings. Those are two signings that would have been really welcome um, in the offseason. So two really good signings. Very happy Matt, about him. Matt, good morning. Uh, there was a lot of hydration on the bus going down. Um, I did partake in, in a couple of beers, uh, uh, I will just say. Uh, so it would not shock me if Rob is uh, a little hungover and probably still uh, asleep since I dropped him off uh, at his girlfriend's. Uh, well, his girlfriend came to the trip, but uh, they live close to us. So instead of having him take an Uber back, uh, took him home for that here. So. He is probably going to catch this on the reply, but good morning. And why are you up, uh, by the way, at this god awful hour on a <laughs> long weekend? Did you even go to sleep, Gamez? Good lord. So, what I dropped 10, what we got back. Um, so initial thoughts on the week here, kind of moving, moving the show along here. Uh, to me, like I said here, initial thoughts, uh, on the week or the game here. I know me and Rafa uh, talked a couple of days ago. Uh, to me, the the, the trip that uh, the Crocketeers put together, the bus uh, going down, was a lot of fun. There was about 25, 25 to 30 of us uh, on the bus. Uh, unfortunately, Alexander Austin did not make the trip. Uh, he had a, a life lesson, uh, we'll say. And um, so, uh, but no, it was, it was a fun. Thank you to the Crocketeers uh, for putting together. Rafa, your uh, your initial thoughts on the game? Um, it, it, it's it was a you know like I said it's always a big game against RGV. It's a the rivalry game. Uh, Copa Texas game two because it counts on the standings and uh, just and then we'll, we we're going to see how, how our team was going to react after having a week off and maybe that was a blessing in disguise. You know, since they were been on the road and playing multiple games. You know, kind of back to back to back, and and it showed yesterday, you know, that we were still, we're still kind of the, a team to be reckoned with, a top dog. Um, we controlled the game, and you know, we had a, little, a couple little mishaps here, but you know, it's gonna happen. But it's a rivalry game. <clears throat> but it, I think we played really well yesterday, and, and I'm glad we came out with the three points. And Royce, uh, if you want to do thoughts on the game or thoughts on the week, uh, floor is yours. Uh, like, like I said here, I know uh, Rafa and I on the last show had about 15 uh, minutes on, uh, unfortunately, what took place in Uvalde. Um, but anything, your initial thoughts, uh, whether it's the game or off pitch. 
So obviously the game was the least important um, thing that happened last week, um, but I'll go into that later. Just one of the reasons I didn't really want to come on um, is I just you know you gotta you gotta collect yourself. Um, I was definitely not um, not in a good state of mind to uh, to to pod, um, but um, to say anything positive. <laughs> Man, uh, just love on those families. Love on Uvalde right now. Um, they're having a tough time, and um, this is um, it's a very preventable tragedy um, in in many ways. Um, a lot of a lot of balls were dropped, um, but uh, just the biggest thing we can all learn from this is to vote accordingly. Um, and listen to what people are saying right now um, and the fallout. Um, Don't listen to those making excuses. Don't listen to those that are going on business as usual. Listen to those who want to change. If you want to change things, if you're not happy with what happened, if it upsets you that 21 baby, well, 19 babies died, um, including two um, teachers, which are the lifeblood of our country. um, If that doesn't make you happy, the vote for the people that are trying to change things to where babies don't have to worry about going to school and, um, and they don't have to worry about, um, having, having their life ended at school where they should be safest or at a grocery store where you should be safest or at a movie theater where you should be safest vote accordingly. Yeah. Cause it's, it's enough enough, enough is enough. And, and I know people are, Especially in this state, um, are um, are not willing to make certain sacrifices for themselves um, as far as their hobbies. But just consider that if your hobby is the number one leading cause of um, the deaths of children, of babies, then you probably want to rethink your hobby. Um, and you can modify it. You can slightly modify what you do. You don't have to use certain tools there's other tools that get the job done so just just think about that just um really look in your heart and think about that because it's very obvious we need a change in this country um and we need a change of mindset for sure need to do something um i i do know that uh you know and pictured here in the the United for Yavalde, which was uh, taken by uh, Edson Ochoa um, uh, for that here. Uh, I believe it's, it came from Edson. Uh, you know, the Crocketeers and the Stampede came together both uh, at the tailgate uh, for that here. And then also uh, later on during the match in the 21st minute where uh, also the players on the field took a knee along those lines here. But uh <sighs> Just, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, Rafa and I said our piece, uh, piece you said your piece, and um, we could, I think we could all go for another hour talking about um, the situation, and, and, and unfortunately, it's hasn't gotten better since uh, we last talked, Rafa. Um, mm-hmm. more, more dirt came out, but uh, I don't want to dwell into that too much this morning here, so moving on to the game uh for that here I, I did think this was a little bit funny here uh <laughs> royce uh any thoughts on this formation here 
Yeah, Collier, Dylan, Abu up top, Maloney, Hernandez, PC, Troy, uh, Garcia, Tamiri, Mitchell, and Farr. So they got the back four right. <laughs> well, the back three, but it's uh, it's a pretty typical ESPN thing where they're like, uh, maybe let's just throw names on there um, with no semblance of actual formation. Um, it I is love what it how is. they have six defenders listed as well on the side here. Well, that's that's more true than false, but um, no. Uh, trying to transition to the game, obviously. I mean, it's tough to make that transition, but I, I was really happy to see um, uh, the Stampede and Crocketeers um, getting together for a match and um, uh, peacefully coming together. Um, definitely for the twenty-first minute before the match and and staying together. That was really nice to see. Um, you don't get to see that a lot with with rival supporters groups, especially um, San Antonio RGV, which we've had our dust ups in the past. But this is a very important thing that's much much more important um, than the sport. And uh, and it was really nice to see um, everybody come together for uh, for Uvalde. Um, trying to transition to the game, um, uh, kind of. Talking early in the match, obviously we played in our standard three-five-two. Um, we really looked sloppy. Um, well, I will say for for the first twenty minutes, looked pretty good. After the first twenty minutes, and to finish out the first half, we looked very sloppy. Um, and it just kind of looked like there was that rust from not playing for a couple weeks um, that they needed to. Uh, just kind of brush off. Um, but the first 20 minutes, really good. They look solid. Um, a lot of bend on break defending. Um, and then they got their goal, um, which we'll uh, continue with um, if, if you want to go into that. Yeah. So let me hit the highlights here. Get back to this one here. And of course, these highlights are courtesy of uh, USL Championship uh, uh, and YouTube here. You guys can't hear that, right? Mm -hmm. I had it earlier. That happened. Do, 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 do. And we're going to go in this highlight. I really appreciate this. Um, the sequence that they uh, kept the whole thing together. Um, uh, USO kept the whole thing together from from the beginning of this move all the way until the end um, with the initial cross from the left, um, how it kind of trickled through. It eventually goes to Maloney. Maloney crosses, it gets kicked out, and then Nikki um, picks it up, puts the cross in. Um, Collier has a flick on. Okay, here we go. So Dylan has a touch there. Maloney picks it up. He tries to cross it back to Dylan. It gets kind of dealt with by RGV, cleared. It goes to Abu, Abu to Nikki. Nikki's here. Uh, Collier flicks it on. PC flicks it on right to Dylan's path, and Dylan finishes it. It's a really good team goal. Um, it's it's exactly what you need in that situation. Um, and it was it was perfect. You use the height. You use the crossing from the outside. Um, and uh, if, if you look at the RGV defender and Derek, um, have a pretty nasty collision and honestly if that happens and it's an safc player that has a collision um i think they're staying down for a lot longer than the minute but 
that's Pimentel and Derek have a very nasty collision. Um, that's created by a by Dylan's uh, first touch and his and the finish. But it's a really good team goal. And I think I got it here. <laughs> it's just not going to work. That's right. No, it's I'll do. Work I'll do the commentary. To... <laughs> I'll do the commentary. Not a big deal. Just then, the, there you just go. The, you, there can, you, you can see Tyler and Eric. They're flying into Pimentel. Dylan to possess that, you know, good, you know, for trapping the ball and able to place it was really good on him. Yeah, that that's one thing definitely this season that's been different from the past couple seasons from Dylan is is his patience and his touch. Um, Mm -hmm. He's he's a lot more locked in. Um, We know the first season or two, um, especially toward the beginning of the season, he kind of had things we get away from him. He put too much pressure on himself, but it's he is just a different player this season, and he's been amazing. He's been incredible. There's no two ways about that. He's been great. Any thoughts on RGV's goal here off of the, the corner here? So, yeah, um, really good corner as it goes right into the mixer. Um, and it needs to be dealt with better. Um, you have your four tallest guys right there. Um, Collier's there. Uh, Tainer's there. Fabian's there. And Kamiri's there. Nobody deals with the second ball. Everybody looks at the first ball. It doesn't get dealt with. Um, there's a Pretty clear handball by the RGV player to bring it down. But that's neither here nor there. He doesn't really know much about it. It falls right in front of the RGV player, and he uh, finishes it, which was it Cavesas that finishes it? That was pretty. Here's another look at it. But it goes right in the mixer. Yeah, it goes in the mixer, and they just don't deal with it. Nobody deals with the ball, uh, the second ball, and that's always the dangerous. That's the most dangerous thing um, in a corner kick. It's a second ball. That's why... SAFC normally flies over everybody to Taintor, and Taintor hits it back. It's that second ball that's the most dangerous that no one's really ready for. And that's what happens here. They put the ball in the mixer. That's why you put the ball in the mixer. Um, you don't know where it's going to go. It lands right by an RGV player, and he finishes well. Rafa, this is what the second goal, because uh, against Miami also there was a set-piece goal, right? Uh, I want to say off of that um, – we won but, two nothing in Miami, so no. Uh, I think it was. I think it was RGV. I think it was the first game. It was kind of the same thing. Uh, we beat RGV one nothing, didn't we? No, two one. Oh, two, two one. one. It was a similar goal. It's just we, it just scrambled around and like I said, some of the guys had their backs turned and then they were able to squeeze one in, but. I think they they got to be better on those. You know, you got the high, you got to clear those out. That's just not an excuse to to allow them to get get a a, a cheap one like that. I yeah, yeah. a little bit unlucky though. Just uh, for it's it's definitely unlucky, but that's exactly why you put the ball why there. You, it, yeah. you put the ball exactly where it needed to be because you'll you'll get lucky a lot. Uh, that's why. See, there's a handball right there. He brings it down with his hand completely. Um, but that's why you that's why you do that. That's why you put it there in the mixer, and that's why you have that player on the dot just waiting for the rebound. And it was well played by RGV, uh, misplayed by SAFC. But uh, even top teams give up goals like that all the time. Um, the team that I think I don't know about a top team, but the team that I can think 
gave up the most goals like this, especially this season, was Manchester United. Um, they were mm-hmm. horrible in set pieces, and this is a big reason why they they didn't deal with it. Uh, but you just kind of got to learn from that. And then this was this was a couple really good things. Um, uh, Dylan going wide to a Collier, and then Collier putting that shot on frame. Um, Derek does not deal with it. He's got to catch that. Um, that's yeah, on the but at the same time, uh, Mitch um, like having anticipation that that rebound is going to be there is perfect. And if even if he doesn't score, it's a pretty clear penalty as there's a tackle from behind, a very desperate tackle from behind on Mitch. Um, but he yeah. finishes, and I guess no harm, no foul. Royce, uh, I think Matt uh, wants to have a, a discussion with you. He says, uh, I, Man United didn't do anything to you. Yeah, they did. They, they tried to uh, relegate Everton, so they have a they have a big big issue with me. So, yep. Uh, yeah, so, that, I think Matt points about the but that was an own goal. I think it might have been an own goal if you watch the replay. I think you see how the goal the RGB player kind of pushes the ball a little bit. It, yeah, it's funny. He's trying to kick uh, Taintor's yeah. ankle, and I think he uh, gets the ball instead. It's very possible. I think I think it was an own goal, but hey, we'll give it we'll give it a minute. On that That's one. fine. It's like hockey. If, if there's an own goal, it's whoever was closest to the goal <laughs> on the ice. That's who gets the goal. So there you go. It's a hockey goal for Taintor. Is that his second and second and three matches? I think yes. so. Oh no, that's his third and three matches because he yeah. scored. He scored the penalty against Miami to seal it. He scored the uh, off the corner kick uh, in the six nothing shellacking. Of, Monterey, um, yeah, Monterey, and then yeah, this one. So that's three goals in three games for Taint Tour. That I need to tweet about that. I just thought about that. That's that's an insane little run of form for him. That's awesome. So then the game gets a little bit here. I will say from from the game we we saw the red. Um, it was pretty clear. Um, I know Edson in, in his uh, write-up with the striker, Texas. Uh, yeah, shout out to Edson. I saw the his little post-game report um, on uh, on Twitter live. That should have been a red right before with um, with Lopez. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Well, no, we yeah. couldn't see it. We couldn't see it though, right? Yeah, Which no, yeah. The, the camera the camera didn't catch it, but yeah, no, it was it was a. Pretty typical Frank Lopez cheap shot, but no, he he went in hard um, on Taintor and, and just just you know just stepped on, scraped him with his cleats uh, high on his ankle as they're walking back. Like, but the cameras didn't catch it, and obviously the assistant ref wasn't paying attention. So yeah, they should have been down to nine men here, but um, yeah, uh, this is a textbook red card. Uh, so, I don't know why anybody even argued it. You could even tell. When Pimentel gets up and he looks at the ref, um, he doesn't really look that. He just kind of looks like he's going through the motions of arguing it, but he knows. Okay, I'm off. This is fine. Uh, that's so a this foul is right the there. first foul here. That should be a foul on RGV that's table topping. That's a typical foul. Um, Mo's trying to get to it. Nasty. He gets table top and then yeah, studs up to the shin. Red card. Go hit the shower. You're out for the next game as well. See ya. And uh, to be fair, that's Pimentel's first red card against SAFC. That should probably be his third. So he's uh, he's he's kind of the Yuma of uh, 
of RGV, he always, or of, uh, uh, yeah, of RGV, he always somehow gets away with uh, borderline red. This one, not borderline, red every day. Yeah, was, you, you can just tell right here. It's it's yeah. plates up. It's yep. it's miss, high. It's miss miss the ball. Goes through the player. Cleats up into the shin. Even if he would have got the ball, it's a dangerous play. It's, yeah. This this is one where you know the hey he got the ball wouldn't argument wouldn't work because he, he just a high boot. Correct. Injury risk goes it's extremely up. extremely high. Yep, and it's yeah. Even if you get the ball, it's still endangering a player. Um, and you, even if you win a ball, you can't go through a player to win the ball. So, nope. See ya, Red. Bye. So, but we're gonna switch over to this one here because Rafa pointed out to me this morning that there is another event that uh, even tells him involved. Watch Mitch Jainer there. And then there's a punch thrown at him. Yeah, all the players on both teams getting into it now. Yeah, there was a punch thrown at from Pimento to Tainer. Did I just miss it? I think it's. I think it might be on that sequence, sir. Tyler Derrick comes over. He's, He's just trying happy. to grab. Yeah, it's a two-handed shove from Taintor, and there's a little retaliation. But yeah, um, the ref. There it is, right there. Yep, there yeah. you go. Hand of the face. Pretty clear hand of the face there. Once again, the Yuma of RGV just kind of gets away with it. So well, it already got a red. So who knows yeah. if? Because you can tell the referee's looking at it. Yeah, it, it could be another player. It, the the yeah. question the question comes in: Does Pimentel get longer than the one game? Um, and that'll yeah. be what that'll be. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I have a feeling we're probably, you know, you guys are probably going to highlight it a little bit more. Um, I'm pretty sure SAFC when they watch the film is, is going to send, uh, send that to USL championship, uh, for review. Uh, I believe that's how that process would go. And then I'd be interested to see or be able to interested to hear, uh, with the referees report, you know, if it has anything on it. Um, I know the, the USL highlights obviously had nothing to do with it. That's why we went to the, uh, you know, ESPN plus broadcast here, uh, for that here. Cause it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a clear, it's a clear hand of the face. Uh, and you can even, you can even see his, um, on reaction board. there uh, for for Tainter. So, yeah, and then so Pimentel still well. going after him. You know the referee should have really like, hey, you know, get him out. Yeah, it took Kamiri's yeah, giant frame to literally pick Pimentel and off the ground and But now the the ref. The ref was very inconsistent in this match, and I even texted you all that. The first the first 20 minutes, uh, the ref kept telling everyone, get up, get up, get up. And then after they had the 21st-minute pause, after that, he was calling everything. So he was just very inconsistent. Every time RGV would go down, boom, it was a whistle. Um, there were three or four times I remember clearly that Maloney was frustrated because he would get someone – with the press, they would get someone in a corner – Mm -hmm. And they would still be a couple feet from them, and the RGV player would just fall, 
and they would uh, he would call a foul, and it was like, no, that wasn't a foul. And then um, there were a couple of yellow cards that were pretty questionable. Um, was it uh, Ruiz or um, um, oh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Isaka or Yakaza? Yakaza, thank you. Can't think mm-hmm. of his name. Um, Yakaza and Fabian go shoulder to shoulder. Yakaza comes out worse because he has a smaller frame. He goes flying, and Fabian gets a red co- uh, or a, a yellow card. Um, and that was kind of a we see a, that all the time. Though. I, I, one. It was a shoulder. Yeah, it was shoulder to shoulder. It was 50 50 <laughs> challenge. And to get a yellow card out of that is buddy. There was one by Lorera that he took down here on the left side. Yeah, he got, he got kicked. And the there back. was it was a that foul. Yeah. Red instead of a yellow because it was yeah. from the back or behind. And nowhere near the ball. It should have at least been a yellow, probably an orange card. But yeah, was, well, he got a yellow, but that should have been. Did he get a red. yellow? Yeah. He got a yellow, but that should have been a red. Yeah, from the angle, if you see, if you watch the replay, you see the angle. He he got him. He right him. He'll send it forward into the box. This is Dylan. A shot and a score. And then a brace and for Dylan. Antonio. And with Dylan making finishes oh, like that, mistake, and you see it here. Especially uh, after the after the couple week pause. Yeah, man, that, just on side, and then look that's really good to see. That's very good to see. And then this is just the. This is a poor mistake by Far. Far uh, has no business being out nope. there. Nope. Nope. That was poor judgment. And you you hope that it's um, sorted out now. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the back line could be like, we got this. We were on everybody. Nobody was open. We had two guys on that guy. There's no reason that that, that you should come out for that. So let's just calm down um, and let's see out some games. Um, so hopefully that's just a learning thing, and you'd rather it happen now than later in the season. Um, and hopefully uh, Far learns from that. That yeah, okay, I can wait on the boys. It's fine, especially when you have a two goal lead late in the game. You don't need to make that kind of challenge. Rafa, your thoughts on Far? Um, obviously, I think everybody knows it was a mistake, but just you know, as as a goalkeeper, kind of your thoughts on maybe what he was thinking, uh, trying to come out, and you know, ways that you know, if if you know, if if you were if you were coaching him or to kind of help educate young goalkeepers, what was the right move for him to do at that point? Well, he should have stayed in the box, but if you're going to commit to a play like that, you need to finish it, and I think what he should have done just punch that ball out. And I think you can see there's like, by the time he gets to the ball, there's some hesitation. Right. And that's what caused the error. You know, you got to be a hundred percent sure on those plays. And if you commit yourself to something like that, you got to, you got to finish it. And uh, going Royce mentioned, he had, he had his two defenders there. There's really no danger. Even if they, even if he hits that, if Jordan stays in his box, he's in a good place to, to, to defend that. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Coach La Madrid's probably gonna have a little talk with him on that and, and correct it. But you know, you do plays like that. If you're gonna come out of your box, you better stay committed and not, you know, second guess. And that's what he did. He second guessed himself right at the end. So looking at the stats here, uh, you know, possession another 57-43, um, which for San Antonio. Not a huge deal. I think the shocking part to me, uh, RGV had 14 shots. We only had seven, which is relatively low for us. However, shots on target, three 
for RGV, four for us. Uh, uh, and then, you know, we only had three off target. They had 11. Um, fouls, 16 to 18, as you mentioned, Chippy, you know, uh, five and six, uh, five yellow cards for RGV in the red. We had six yellow cards. Uh, so, you know, it was a Chippy match. Uh, passing percent, uh, you know, they were about 70%. We were about 60%. So nothing stands out. And then of course, um, you know, the, 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 uh, defensive side here, you know, they had 17 tackles. We had 18, you know, they had nine interceptions. We had 14 and clearances, uh, you know, they had 12, we had 21. So to me, outside of the low volume of shots, um, which typically you see San Antonio FC have a higher volume uh, of shots. It, it, to me, it was a typical San Antonio FC match, uh, you know, along those lines here. You know, pretty even if you, if you go through the shots, you know, we had three in the first half, four in the second half. So any thoughts stat-wise that, that stood out to you? Or, you know, like I said, I know we're kind of wrapping up on the RGV, uh, you know, RGV match here, but uh, anything that stood out to you stat-wise, either Rafa or Royce, whoever wants to take it first? I think, I, I think that what we need to improve on is the, the passing accuracy. Mm -hmm. I'm just watching the game. We're in the beginning. I know maybe a little rust, but I, I, I've noticed a few games we've been given really bad passes. And 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 I think maybe that's something they really kind of need to work on. Cause I think, you know, honestly, if we're better passing ball as far as accuracy, we may be putting more ball, you know, goals in the net and and not also, you know, getting turnovers and them creating goals on us, but I think that's the one area I think we need to improve on, you know, just to get better. And I think it make things a lot better for, our, especially for our forwards going, you know, our, on our attack, because that then we can put some game, and that you know, put some games away. Especially like those two losses that we had, we just didn't pass the ball well. So I think I think Martina needs to kind of fix that. But overall, you know, defensive wise, we, you know, we're doing what we're you know, we're doing what we need to be doing in. So that's great. We just have to stay consistent. Um, Stats-wise, I think the most surprising thing um, was um, the lack of yellows <laughs> from uh, RGV. Um, played very physical, borderline dirty. Um so five wasn't enough for you. And You're no, looking more no. seven eight ish. They should have had a. They should have had more than SAFC. B. They should have had a lot more in general. Um, they were. They're taking some liberties, and they really took advantage of the rest calls. Um, it really seemed um, kind of toward as SAFC uh, built their lead and be, and dominated the game more um, after in the second half they kind of turned a page and they really got physical and they were getting real, um, real borderline. Um, and the ref in the beginning of the match, the first half, he gave out a lot of, a lot of yellow cards, especially to SAFC. And then it just kind of seemed like he was like, Oh, I'm giving out like at halftime. He thought, Oh, I'm giving out too many cards. So he let a lot go. And what he let go just happened to be RGV taking advantage of the ref, obviously keeping the cards in his pocket and making a thing of that. And then there are a couple fouls that happen where he's like, okay, now I got to give yellows again because that was a classic yellow. So mm -hmm. the 
So the borderline yellows just kind of, he was like, eh, I'll let those go. I've given too many already. I don't want to turn into what's his name from the New Mexico United match. But you know, RGV definitely deserved a few more yellows for sure. Uh, if he wanted to control that match. Um, and it kind of came to a head um, with um, uh, Frank um, kicking out at, uh, at Taintor. Oh, there's a... Elgato Medio Blanco back there. <laughs> um, but it all came to a head with that incident, incident and the ref not giving anything out for that um, and the AR not paying attention, the fourth <laughs> fourth ref not paying attention. Just, uh, just atypical <laughs> USL ref match. But the big thing is you got all three points on the road in RGV. Um, should have been three to one, but if some buds, candy and nuts, it'd be Christmas every day. Still a good match. Um, and came out with the three points and, and everybody looked good. And you made two really big additions that made pretty good impacts on the field. It's a pretty darn good week, fellas. We're getting healthier. Um, not that I don't love our Academy kids, but there were no Academy kids, I believe on the bench this week, uh, for the first time. Nope. Uh, moving on, Copa Tejas, uh, standing-wise, SAFC's six points out of six points. Uh, they're still on pace for 12 max. El Paso RGV, uh, they've each played one match against SAFC. Their max is nine. Um, the next Copa Tejas match is June 29th, RGV uh, hosts El Paso. So depending on who wins that. Technically, you could see possibly uh, San Antonio either clinch the Copa Tejas July 23rd um, in El Paso or uh, August 20th when they, uh, when, you know, when they host RGV uh, for that here. So Copa Tejas, uh, San Antonio uh, in, in a very, very, very good position at this point. It's not clinched or anything like that, but definitely in the catbird seat. Definitely in, in a great position compared to the others. Also, Copa Shield um, for it here, which is a combination with the uh, e, uh, Copa Teos MLS teams. Um, uh, Austin FC hasn't played as of yet uh, today here, so depending on their result, but uh, San Antonio's uh, clear um, so far has got a, they're at 2.45 points per game. Um, Austin FC is at 1.85. FC Dallas is at 1.79. So even if San Antonio dropped a game here or there, um, because they do go on the road at Sacramento and then at uh, Monterey Bay, who is playing much better, which uh, Rafa wow. you know, can uh, tell us the fighting Sam Gleedles, who's got back-to-back uh, -back goals. So some congratulations, Sam. Um, since they got home and a little bit of rest, uh, Monterey Bay is looking fairly decent. Yeah, and, and once again, uh, Kai Green with a vital – defensive performance for Monterey Bay. Uh, shout out to Kai. Um, yeah, they didn't look... Well, I'll say this. They didn't look that bad. Colorado Springs looked awful yesterday. Um, Do you think it's just because they've been off for two weeks? Uh, three weeks, my guy. Almost three and a half weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly why. They looked rusty. They didn't look good. They didn't look well-connected. Um, they even tried a new formation. Um a lot of things went against Colorado Springs. Um, the biggest thing that went against them, uh, they gave up four goals. Um, and you're not going to win a lot of matches giving up four goals. Um, it surprised but, me if Aji Berry was playing deep 
to receive that was the very that was a very interesting thing is that they had a mo and and i think the coach is really going to learn from that well if you're a switchbacks fan you hope so but he had haji berry coming out um staying up front you had a mo um uh, sit back whenever um uh who subbed out um for a mo oh man it was um i can tell you here real soon the the kid that got hurt i can't think of his name uh which hopefully he's all right that looked that didn't look good um but whenever they switched uh uh barry uh um uh, stayed up front when he should have come back come back a mo should have gone up because a mo was looking for headers all day long and he if he puts one or two more of those on frame it's a different match uh he had Three or four very clear headers, which if you're Alan Marcina, I hope you watch the film on that game because on the penalty spot, that was open all day long. So you put Dylan, you put Collier, or you put Nacho there, headers all day long. As much as you want, you get uh, Triore and um, Shannon up front, cross it in, you got that penalty spot, pick your corner um, all day long. That was open. And Amo had four or five shots and he only put one of those in should have been more, but that, and there were a couple scrambles that Monterey Bay looked pretty awful. Um, but they, they cleared the ball. They, they did what they needed to. They bit, they didn't break. Um, and at the other end, uh, Colorado Springs was a shambles in the back. It was, it's pretty bad. Um, but Monterey Bay gets, a gets the result. Um, and that helps us out a lot. So, Thank you. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Kai. So right now, uh, San Antonio in the Western Conference, uh, first place at 27. Have a game in hand on the switchbacks who are at 24. Loyal and Phoenix. Switchbacks um, have the game in hand. We played one more. Game in hand, pardon me. Loyal and Phoenix. Loyal uh, gave up two goals. Two in stoppage time. time. Yeah, two goals in stoppage time to, to lose those. That was... The fight in Landon Donovan's looked bad the, at the end they're of the They're a little bit snake bitten right now, a little, you know, because they had the goal in RGV that should have counted. <laughs> that well, no, I I think it should have because there's no the angle that we're looking at is not down the line. The, you know, Edson talked to or not, you know, Edson heard you know you know and is reporting that you know the AR you know is the one that confirmed the goal against the oil for RGV. But, yeah, and I know loyal fans are complaining about, you know, the extra time being added because I think it was, what, four minutes. Uh, uh, LA Galaxy 2 got a PK at five minutes, but, you know, there was some time wasting, you know, along those lines that, you know, that the loyal was doing. Bottom line to me for loyal fans, you convert that PK early in the first half, it's 3-0, and, and you're not having this discussion. You know, if you miss a PK, that's not – that's you know that, that that's not that's that, that that was the game the game changed at that and you know <clears throat> extra time like i said i've complained about it <clears throat> pk like I said it you know if, if you get if you get put in that position and, and you know you gave it up so rising rebounded with a 2-1 win uh at, you know in hartford uh with uh starters un unlike the academy team that played against uh new mexico 
Uh, El Paso had a 1-0 win um, on uh, the $1 Juice Jose Canseco halftime uh, softball event. I don't know if you happened to catch that, Royce. Oh, I would have I would have <laughs> loved to have been to that, um, but I had prior <laughs> engagements. But no, in that match, um, didn't Soliak get too yellow, so he was off with the red, so El Paso yes. was down to 10 men, and they still won it late. Um, and as far as the stoppage time goes, um, you want to talk about some strange decisions on stoppage time. Um, after the to in the match uh, between RG this past match between RGV and SAFC, uh, there's four minutes at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, after the the first half, uh, the first half stoppage time five minutes. There were no real big. There were no major injuries. They did have you know the minute stoppage silence in memory of uh, of the victims of the Uvalde massacre. Um, but five minutes of that first half, no idea where that comes from. So that was a bizarre um, decision. That anyway. <laughs> was strange, man. I, I, I don't see where they got five minutes from. But sure. Anyway, continue. Sorry. New Mexico at nineteen. They're on a five game, at least a five game unbeaten streak here. Um, they got a good win against Indy Eleven. I don't know if you guys caught that second goal uh by uh, bar down the bar down goal that was dirty yeah well no the um uh how new mexico scored their second goal did you catch that i saw one goal that was from outside the area that went bar down and then was Uh, there uh was 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 there another one that i'm missing there there is a goal that you have to see here oh no Uh, that's not good controversial I'm just gonna say it's it's a goal that you need to see. Uh, hold on here. Let me get this queued up here. Nope. I got the highlight. I got the highlights going right now. That goal by Boone from Monterey Bay, that one from the tight end. Oh, that was slick, and that was real poor defending. That's what I mean. That was, it was a match of very poor defending by Colorado, and that kind of. That really, uh, oh, there's, oh, I think I just saw it. All right, uh, let's see here. I think I got cute. Oh, no, was it on a back pass? It was on a back pass. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, I just saw that. Oh, no. I love you so much. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's why you never put a back pass on that. You always kick it wide. Oh, my God. So it's a bad pass that should never be on net. That needs to be wider than it. It's bad on the center back for just <laughs> flubbing it, and it's bad on the goalkeeper for not paying attention. First touch. First touch. Uh, buddy. Yeah, that, that's not winning oh, goal of the week, but uh, it might appear in the uh, ESPN. Uh, that would be a heck of a troll for that to win goal of the week. <laughs> oh, man. ESPN's uh, worst uh, worst moments. Uh, I forget what they call it now. but uh, not the, not, the not top 10. Not top 10, but yeah, that, that, that's got to be a candidate this week. Uh, oh, buddy. That's, that's through there. Uh, finishing out the standings, uh, um, Oakland Roots, Sacramento Republic drew uh, 1-1. Uh, 
Vegas. Yeah, we just went over that. 16, 16 points uh, just out of the playoffs. Um, you know, LA Galaxy, 10th is RGV at 15 points. Orange County, the defending champ, even though they haven't lost in, in five matches, they're only at 14 points. Um, but they're putting it good. together. They, they've really had a rough beginning to the season, uh, yeah. but they're starting to put it together. But they drew Atlanta United too, which is which is not a good result. Not a good result. Roots Roots and Monterey Bay starting to fill it out, although still not prettiest. I don't think either one of them will be uh, serious contenders. Um, but the playoffs are, are, are you know what you know what last season the Roots were in the basement for a while and they really started putting it together in August. So you never know, and they're within striking distance. I mean, the yes. difference between uh, the playoff line and um, and where the where Monterey is is what was that six points? That's yeah. two matches. Mm-hmm. You can turn that around quickly. So, so out east, just to go over real quick, uh, Louisville City, thirteen matches, twenty seven points. They did have kind of a rough streak against the West, uh, losing to LA Galaxy and Monterey Bay at home. Uh, Memphis is, I think, is the surprise of the league. Uh, 25 points. Detroit City, solid. They've got a, had a lot of home games, so it'll be interesting that you know once they start going on the road and, and playing and, some teams. And a lot of the results they've gotten have been against lower teams on the table. So we'll but see when they start playing. You play who's who's on your schedule. It's and, very and true. Results. They, That's they very true. Results. That's very true. But you end up playing everybody, so it's yeah. gonna, their schedule is going to get a little tougher. So we'll see how they cope with that. Not saying they can't stay in that position, but we'll see how they cope with um, playing um, top teams and, and more on the road here. Pittsburgh uh, had a uh, draw in Miami, uh, you know, so they you know four and five. Weren't they down Rap- two nothing and they came back? Yes, to draw uh, two. And then I guess the lights went out um, in the match because they had a yeah. two-hour, oh wow, uh, two-plus-hour delay due due to you know thunderstorms or whatever. Wow. Um, and I'm I'm assuming the lights were pro, you know pre-programmed to be on for a couple hours after the match scheduled. And uh, yeah, so I saw a comment uh, saying you know uh, Miami FC may have left Nisa, but Nisa hasn't left Miami <laughs> 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 uh, oh, no. and. And in the final playoff spot, Indy 11, uh, Birmingham Legion, who I think uh, in my opinion, going through the Darren Powell last year uh, with their coach where they got the talent, but they're not playing poorly, but they're not playing great. And, you know, it's just that Tulsa. I don't know what the heck's wrong with you. Well, the I Legion. Mean, yeah. The Legion had kind of a big um, exodus from their team. Um with Junior Fleming's going to the French League, um, uh, Nico Brett going to um, New Mexico United. They they had some pretty Turnover. important players from last season um, move on to different teams. So although they did trade uh, a two time USL uh, starting center back who wasn't getting minutes uh, in Legion to the Rowdies this week, who need a center back for cash and an international spot or. So, uh, way to help out your rivals there, uh, Legion. Um, the bottom of the East, just trash, dude. It's, 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 it's so bad. Um, hate saying that, but it's, it's just so bad. So Rafa, it's, it's time for your show, your, 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 your time of the show here. Um, I didn't really care who won. Um, 
I guess I was going more Liverpool because as a Bar I lean Barcelona compared to Real Madrid, so I don't really root for them. It was a fun watch on the bus going down, uh, but uh, you got title number 14, a tough 1-0 win uh, over Liverpool. Your thoughts? Uh, any celebration dances you're going to be doing? You know what, What's going on? I want to be going honking downtown. Going <laughs> <laughs> up the Drew flag. Um, I, I, knew, I knew going in this game, we weren't, we're, you know, no one was giving Real Madrid the chance and so forth. And I don't know when you, but you, you put on, and on the last show, you put on, on something that Liverpool hadn't really played anybody. Real Madrid has, you know, you knocked off PSG, you knocked off Chelsea. They had the tougher, tough, way tougher path. There's no question. And, you know, and basically, all those three games they were left for dead, and they found they found a way. And that's the thing: if you find a way to win, even if you get outplayed, you find a way to win. That's all that matters. And you know, the first twenty minutes, you know, we got outplayed. I mean, really, Liverpool should have put us away. But you got to give it to the best goalkeeper in the world, which is Courtois. I mean, he was just lights out. I mean, those great saves he made and. Um, and then finally we got that one in the second half. You know, I know that goal with Benzema, I think, should have counted, but VR disallowed it. But that's that was the turning point of the game, and that's when Real Madrid really kind of started turning it up a little bit. And that little run by Valverde, uh, that cross, and Vinny Jr. You know, nailing that that shot in, and that was it. And that's all Real needed, and. They defended great, and and then Courtois made the save of the year on the on Salah's shot about ten minutes in, left into the game. And I don't know about save think, of the year. Let's 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 not get crazy. Well, well, the save of the year for for Champions League because <laughs> that could have changed the whole. Yeah, it would have changed the game for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and you can tell there when he made that save, Liverpool just went. They they knew that they were done. They weren't going to win that game. Their confidence kind of got killed there. So. So kudos to uh, Ancelotti and the and, and the boys there winning number fourteen. Um, it was it was a team effort. I mean, and they, like I said, this is a team that wasn't really getting any you know any press as far as you know or from the you know from all the experts saying that they're um, PSG is going to win or Man City is going to win because they had the more yeah they had the more talented team, but. For this team to pull it off, not only to win La Liga, but also to win the Champions League, says a lot as far as Ancelotti and how the players really kind of believed in the system. So, and hopefully we say we can. Hopefully we can repeat it again. You know, I know we're going to be adding. Some, we added a couple pieces that I think is going to help, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see from what happens. But hey, you know, congratulations to them. Can't take away number 14. Hopefully we'll, we can get 15 pretty soon. Yeah, Real Madrid's going to be crazy next season uh, with the addition of uh, Erling Holland. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, Killing Mbappe. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know who they're adding. So <laughs> obviously not those two. Aurelian. <laughs> oh, they but, another player from France, so from Monaco. And he, he may be just – I think the one player that really kind of stood out this year was as far as one of the signings was, was Kavavinga. Uh, Kamavinga, Kamavinga played played really well in the midfield. Um, really, Vinicius Junior was the the revelation this season for Real Madrid. He played <laughs> out of his 
god dang mind um and um the biggest the the, the non-surprise that happened was a uh, casemiro not getting a red when he deserved three reds so pretty typical from casemiro um he's done that his entire career um getting was the first season to get a red since like nope. 84 yeah uh just very surprising um and then Benzema, what can you say about Benzema? That's your Bologna oral. He's if he's a better person, he probably wins a Bologna d'Or. But he's a oh, he's terrible he's person. But he's an amazing player. So he's, he's gonna win it. What are you gonna do there? But uh, from my point of view, um, I support Barca. Um, I also support Everton. Um, so watching like Liverpool, me. yeah. So watching <laughs> Liverpool lose, um, slightly better than watching. Um, Real Madrid win, or yeah, well, I mean, either way, I, I could not care less about this match. I did watch quite a bit of it. Um, I do it have a, a um, I hope both, I hope both teams have a very terrible time and lose somehow. Um, you, you, that's where you, excuse me, pray for the uh, the thunderstorm that cancels a match and they just go home. Well, I didn't, I was on the bus, uh. But the game started about a half hour uh, delayed due to the French police. <laughs> and, and to me, you know, and, and Royce gas, may be able to speak you, more to this. Can you, yeah, can you imagine going to a match, getting tear gassed, and then watching your team lose? Oh, buddy! And especially with it being Liverpool, because they were the ones that were you know, were unfortunately part of Hillsborough. Um, yeah, along along those lines, here I saw pictures of just people cramped together, you know, you know, you're starting to hear stories and, and I guess this was directed from, I know a lot of people are directing it at, at UEFA. Um, but the, the part that doesn't make sense to me is Real Madrid fans seem to got in just fine. You know, what, what happened on the Liverpool side, you know, and to me, um how UEFA came out you know from my understanding you know came out and, and basically lied to people saying you know um the supporters showed up late which wasn't the case for Liverpool um your guys' thoughts on the off-field stuff uh you know the ugly side of it uh, I guess you could say outside of uh, the match there uh for there's a problem I think they said that there were some counterfeit tickets you know, that was causing a lot of the, you know, this issues. And, you know, there's, like I said, I saw the videos. They didn't have to do all that crap to the Liverpool fans, you know. They, were, they weren't causing any problems and stuff, you know. They were just trying to get into the game. Because I know, I know there were more Liverpool fans than Real Madrid fans at the game. Cause, but that was for UEFA's, you know, statements. It's a, just a poor excuse. Uh, they they could have found a better way to for that situation and so forth. And like I said, you saw the videos of people showing their hey, look here, I have my ticket. There's no reason for me getting pepper sprayed. Now that you do have your couple little hooligans here and there, mm-hmm. you know, but you did see some videos of them jumping over the fence. Yeah, take care of them, but don't don't spray the other fans that you know that don't deserve that. So in the final topic. Who you got? Huddersfield Town or Nottingham Forest in the uh, 
what the richest game of the year uh, to get the promotion to go from champions up to yeah from the championship to the premier league i will say huge shout out to sunderland for uh, finally having me excited about a sunderland sunderland till i die season because they actually got promoted back to the championship and go to hell dude um are you a Newcastle fan? Where, where does this I, come Well, from? partially, but I'm more of an Accrington Stanley fan. And uh, we'll, Yeah, we'll they just, suck. They suck. Deal with we'll, it. We'll just say Sunderland thinks they're too good to, to come down to uh, to Accrington. And... Well, first of all, uh, they are. Number two, they haven't been, and they need to prove <laughs> that, and they finally proved that this season. So, no, yeah, no, but... they, they were where they deserved to be. They were really a shambles they had really poor ownership even worse ownership than mike ashley which is saying a lot yes um and like i said they're finally back in the championship they belong in the premier league those that's one of those historic teams that i don't it's not like belong no matter what they went down because they they deserve to go down they're really awful for a few seasons but at the same time it's a historic team that they're, 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 they're a big team on top. Yeah. it's they're, like they're a big team they're a it's historic like if, team it's like if Everton would have been relegated, they haven't been relegated Which for like 75 years. <laughs> no, they should not have been. And that's why they didn't go down. <laughs> Burnley definitely deserved to because Burnley fired Sean Dykes for no reason. Anyway, we're getting they won't four way. managers, right? This we year? are getting way <laughs> off topic, but um, yeah, who, who are you picking? Come on. Congrats, Sunderland. Congrats, Lennon Gooch. Noted American on Sunderland. That's awesome. Um, who am I picking? Forrest or Huddersfield Town? Um Huddersfield Town was just in the Premier League, so I'm going to go with Forrest. Um, and I will say one of my favorite bits um, from the uh, RIP, the um, Dirty Tackle podcast with um, Ryan J. Bailey and Theo Messi um, and the like, um, they ha- they made a commercial for Huddersfield, and it's pretty darn funny. If you want to go back and look at a podcast um, uh, archives, those are, those are fantastic, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go for Forrest. Um is for is Forrest who um um Darren Powell has ties to Forrest. Um uh, no um Ethan Ethan Horvath. Does Ethan Horvath play for Forrest? USMNT goalkeeper? Um doesn't he play for Forrest? If so, then yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely go for Forrest. Um <laughs> Let's do some quick show research while we're on the show. This is real pro stuff here, boys. UEFA champions. Well, before it was Champions League in the back-to-back in the 70s. He is with Nottingham Forest. Yeah, Forest. Uh, Ethan Horvath, USMNT goalkeeper, the savior of the uh, goal cup against some weird country to our south. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with, um, with Forest because of the even Horvath. Uh, connection and obviously even, even though he doesn't start Pal, it doesn't matter he's on the team um <laughs> who cares he is the backup yeah, he, zach zach stefan he, he's is the, the backup zach and stefan you uh, still uh, support there, yes. everybody still supports man city because zach stefan's on man city which is still nuts it's we're gonna insane. have to talk about the goalkeepers of the u.s men's national team uh, eventually we will sh- not this show but yeah, coming up eventually because- that that is that is a topic uh well it's it's up in the air it's up in the air and and we have some top goalie talent we just got to figure out who's hot they're all but 
we'll, we'll save it for another show. We'll, that's correct. We'll that's correct. Show. That's correct. We'll, we'll that's correct. For another show, where we should uh, be wrapping this up pretty soon. Yes. We're already uh, an hour fi- in. <laughs> final thoughts here, uh, Royce. Your final thoughts. <sighs> I mean, not to bring the room down. That's kind of where we're going. Um, so. First of all, shout out to the Mentality Monsters. Uh, three points on the road. That's it's perfect. That's how you want it. Um, hopefully everybody's healthy. Um, and it looked like uh, Patino's coming back. I saw him running and training and, and getting his, looks like his, his, his last few physical checks. So that'll be, that'll be really good to see. Um is uh, is a healthy roster. Looking forward to that. Uh, Man, but Manly is the one I'm worried about. We haven't heard anything on Manly yet. Haven't. So we'll see. Um, that's definitely something uh, to look at. And then Dev was a um, last minute, so it might just be a, a slight issue that he just wasn't good to go for this match. But um, just just real quick, just to kind of summarize, um, just pray for those families uh, of the of the 21 we lost. Um, sensibly uh nonsensibly very um just tragically for with no sense at all um and um just uh just don't forget them don't forget what happened don't forget why it happened um because we need to we need to change a lot of things about ourselves um um we shouldn't be happy with where we're at we shouldn't be happy with where we continue to go and we need to change something um and the number one way we change something is how we vote. Um, and some of us may need to make slight adjustments on our lifestyle. May need to find a new hobby. Find a new hobby, man. Because um, it, it's it's not worth it. This isn't worth it. And um, I, like I said, in November, I hope we vote accordingly. Because this is it, it's embarrassing as a Texan that our that our leader has been there for multiple mass shootings he's been there for nearly a thousand of our fellow texans dying from a freeze because the electricity went out because our state couldn't support the basic utilities um it's uh it's 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 not a good direction we're going and we need to change and the first thing the thing that we can do ourselves is change our leadership um and just give it a try. Um, and that's the same thing for, um, for laws and, and how things need to change. We've been doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's the uh, definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. We have not gotten a different result. It's tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Let's try something new. Um, no matter what it is, let's try something something. new. Just do something. Just do something. That's it. Um, Let's just change to change something to see if it works. And that's it. If it doesn't work, change it. It's the same thing with, we tried prohibition for, we repealed an amendment for, um, or we, they had an amendment for what, three years? Cause it was 1919 to, or no, 1919 was suffrage. I think it was what, four years we had prohibition. And then we repealed it because it was obviously stupid. It was dumb. Um, we need to learn from our mistakes like we had a hundred years ago. Um, there's, we, we need to change something cause it's like I said, it just 
we need to change something because it's uh, nobody should be happy with uh, with what's going on. Well, nobody is happy. Uh, Rafa, your final thought? Um, like I said, just kind of piggyback on that. Uh, just prayers for for the families. You know, this, this should you know in life you don't you don't ever see yourself burying your own children. That you know you're supposed to outlive them. You know, and you know my it, it's heartbreaking to see it. You know, now after a few days processing it and, you know, there's some anger as far as, you know, like I have a criminal justice degree and the way things, you know, as far as we're taking, you know, done, you know, I'm thinking, where was the common sense out of this? You know, um, you, you take an oath to protect and serve. You're, you're giving up your life, you, which should have should have happened, but we'll find out more details on that, but I, th- I think also our our leaders need to have need to start growing a spine and 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 make a change for for the better. For have some common sense. Was it was it, you know? Let's see what this change does. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we'll find another solution. You know, it, we, we have to come together and realize you know things are not ever since Sandy Hook things are not working and there, there is not a problem with mental health or this and that or whatever. I know mental health is a problem as far as, you know, with certain areas, like especially like the suicide rate, you know, we haven't even tackled that. So, you know, we need to find solutions. And, you know, like Roy said, you know, come November, you know, you know, let your voice be heard, you know, make some changes and see what happens. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, hey, you can go back and vote, get the people, other people in and give them a try. So, um, like I said, it, it's going to take a while, long time, but you know, to co- you know, re- really to recover this. But I'm, I'm hoping, like at the end of end of this, we finally kind of learn our lesson and say, hey, you know, we need to fix this. We need to be better. And then also for the, I guess for the youth, you know, especially all the kids are graduating this week, you know, from college or even high school, you know, really kind of take a look at this and see, you know, what can you do to change this world. And you know, be that impact, and 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 fix all these errors, because it's going to make things a lot better for the, for your future. So, those are my final thoughts. And, and then the last thing is, Ala Madrid, thank you for the 14th. <laughs> so, and he ruined it at the end. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got three final thoughts here. Uh, one uh, just re- yeah, just came in. Um, Aaron just tweeted 10 years ago today in, in San Antonio soccer history. And this is uh, also brought up. Uh, Chris Hockman uh, wrote on it. The uh, San Antonio Scorpions took out the Houston Dynamo in the Open Cup. And one of the, probably a top five soccer moment in San Antonio. So uh, it's crazy to think that was 10 years ago. Uh, number two, uh, UTSA baseball will be playing the, uh, championship game of the CUSA attorney today against, uh, uh, Louisiana tech, which in football wise, that's typically a, uh, fun rivalry. Uh, maybe not along the lines of univer- uh, UNT level, but, uh, right up there as far as chippiness. Uh, UNT, uh, pardon me, Louisiana tech, or play, you know, played, uh, um, um, UTSA early in March, or I guess mid-March, uh, and did uh, did take the series two games to one. So one game uh, to see uh, if uh, 
if uh, UTSA baseball can bring another Conference USA championship to uh, back to San Antonio. So congrats to UTSA baseball. Not a huge baseball fan, but uh, uh, it's it's been a fun ride. They played uh, some some very good, and, and um, even if they lose, they should uh, make it to the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, uh, start, I believe it starts next week uh, mm. for that here, and then. My final thoughts uh, go out to the Stampede, go out to the Crocketeers. I know I opened up the show thinking uh, about it here, but that's that's what the game's about. Um, you know, it, you know, it, it's coming together um, and supporting each other and having a good time. And, and you know, it, it just it, it it was a memorable event. Um, shout out to RGV. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of onions, uh, um, you know, when they were announcing that, you know, reading off the kids' names and, and the, the two teachers that passed away. Uh, but, you know, standing arm to arm in a match um, during game time, um, I'm glad that um, the leadership of the Crocketeers, the leadership of, of the Stampede, because um, I, had, I had asked Johnny, you know, earlier in the week if this was something that, that, that we could do. Um, and, and I was, I was glad that it happened, uh, for that here and, and shout out to the security of RGV, uh, for not, you know, making it bad, but to me, rough week, uh, off the pitch. Uh, I know San Antonio FC got, got the win, which is, is great, but in the scheme of things, you know, it's, it's about the kids and, and, you know, you know, we could go on for hours and, and talking about, you know, what, what we should do, what we need to do, what what can what can we do, but we've got to do something, uh, you know, just meet somewhere, background checks, you know, hey, you know, bubble gum, whatever, just do something. And, and I think, uh, I think that as a society, we've got to demand it, uh, you know, for that here, but, uh, it's been fun guys. Uh, I'll probably try to do a show, um, this week talking, you know, the, um, lower leagues that are around town. I know Austin FC Athenians, uh, tied one, one late. Uh, I haven't watched the game obviously. Uh, so I can't really speak to it, but from my understanding, uh, Austin elite came back late to, to tie it up here. Um, I don't, believe the runners played this week uh, on the ladies side here um, but I'll do some follow-up on that and and and, and do a show uh, on that here uh, but yeah Uvalde strong you know thoughts and prayers uh, you know to all the families that are impacted um, and, and you know for South Texas uh, that's a lot of them but uh, hope everyone has a great day uh, what's life without goals we're out of here protect